episode 284 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. Hi, Adam. How's it going? Good. How are you? I think winter is like here in in Cleveland. So I'm chilly. And I mean in our office. I don't mean outside. It's always so cold. It's hard to type. It's like hard to type today. My hands are so cold. She get gloves. I honestly was thinking about I have, putting I them. keep fingerless gloves on my desk. It's really, really smart. I have the thin finger gloves that I, I almost started using today while I was writing a blog. It was very, very bad. Oh, no. These are fancy, like, handmade that look like the 11th Doctor. Of course they do. <laughs> that I picked up at the Cleveland Flea a couple years ago. <laughs> Man. Do you remember when uh, Marika was in town? Marika and Nikov, and mm-hmm. we were, took her out to dinner, and she had, she had Doctor Who gloves as well i think i think so i remember this whole conversation anyway this that's not anything we're talking about today um do you want to tell people what we're going to do today sure so um we have like six weeks left in the year and which crazy crazy um so we thought it would be fun to kind of check in on the reading goals that we made uh last year was it? I think it was like January. January. But yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, the reading goals we made for 2018 to kind of check in where we are. And, um, you know, you may still be kind of working your way through your reading goals, but it's not too really to start thinking about reading goals for next year. So, yeah, we have some stuff for that, too. Yeah. So when we did our reading goals, we brought in a whole bunch of people from the office um, to talk about their reading goals. So just peek behind the curtain. It's super hard for us to coordinate that every single time we do it. It takes Jill and I forever, and then editing it is a nightmare. Um, so what I did instead was I went back, listened to everyone's resolution, and then I kind of checked in with them and saw how they were doing. And actually, everybody said that they were hitting their goals, which is cool. But what I did was took all of their resolutions and then sort of made them in a way that anyone could use them um, because, as I told you before we started recording, when we decided to do the resolutions at the beginning of this year, and we're like, all right, well, we'll just start recording and we'll talk about what our resolutions are. I had nothing. I had no idea because I'm always, and this is true for like New Year's resolutions too. I never think of anything until like the ball is dropping. I'm like, oh, I should make one. <laughs> it's to be a better person. I don't, it's so like, I make it so amalgamous. Um, so instead, we're going to give you guys some of these resolutions that our team did all year for you guys so that you have something that if something sparks, interest in you you can use it for the coming year while you're finishing up um so that's what we're going to get to in a little bit but first jill and i haven't talked about what we've been reading lately in a while so we're going to do that um but first how can people get a hold of us if they want to you can visit our website professionalbooknerds.com we have all of our social links there we are on instagram and twitter at pro book nerds and our website also has our links for our Viber community if you want to come and join and talk about books there. You can also email us directly at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. Yes, you can. So if you hear any of these resolutions and you're like, ah, they're kind of close, but I want a little bit something different, email us. We'll be happy to help you out. Okay. Uh, oh, and if you need suggestions for to like help you reach your goals you know, in mm-hmm. the next six weeks, yeah. you can maybe email us. We'll see if we can help out with yeah. some book recommendations or Absolutely. something. Absolutely. Um, okay, so I like I said, I feel like it's been a really long time since we've talked about what we've been reading. Um, so just, we can kind of go back and forth if you want to talk about a couple, if you would like to start. So fun fact, peek behind the curtain. Um, I actually, ha- I updated, I keep a spreadsheet as I talked about in that episode, I think. Yes, you did. In some episode yes, I did. talked about the spreadsheet. Um, I updated my spreadsheet this morning because I finished an audiobook. I've not read a book in a month. Whoa. Because life 
mm-hmm. stuff that we don't need to go into and depression. So it's been a while. But I did just finish. I finished the audiobook for um, The Last Black Unicorn by Tiffany Haddish this morning. Ooh. Hilarious. She is hilarious. She I don't really know. I mean, I know who she is, but mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever watched any of her comedy stuff or any of her movies. I just yeah. haven't really yeah. come across it before. Um, but her book was really funny. And yeah. so now I'm kind of like, all right, I should go check out Tiffany Haddish. Well, I mean, she's a a recent, like, new-ish person yes. to TV and movies, which if I've really learned anything from the two of us over our, like, years of doing this, I feel like it's like we're both wildly uncool, more or less, and happy to be yeah. that way. Yeah, that's probably fair. Because I'm, right, I'm there with you. I haven't seen anything she's done, but I want to read her book, so. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, speaking of things that are really funny, yesterday I started and finished The Greatest Love Story Ever Told by Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman. Uh, I did the audiobook. And I'm almost positive their audiobook was, like, it feels like it was the recording <laughs> of them. Like, I feel like they just got together, recorded a bunch of conversations, and then wrote them down for the book because they're definitely not reading anything when they talk back and forth. It's just a conversation between two wonderful people. Um, that was awesome. Um, and, I mean, it's, if you're familiar with Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman, um, you know, Will and Grace, Parks and Rec, a million other things, Uh they're so wonderful. They're and they talk about the fact that, like everyone's looks at them as like relationship goals and sure. like the pressure they feel sometimes to not argue at a grocery store or stuff like that. I mean, it's pretty funny. I should listen to comedic memoirs for the rest of the year because those are usually one not very long, two especially the comedic ones like comedy actors mm-hmm. are. They're so good. They're they're. Different than other memoirs because I feel like they have a lot of fun with them. It not only that, I one of the things I am a huge nerd of is stand up comedy, which talked about ad nauseum, I think, here. And those are because of that, these are my favorite versions of audiobooks, is because it's basically getting 12 hours of stand up, right? Um, and I find that they tend to go more off script from the book than yes. other oh, memoirs, oh, you God, know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah, they tend to like riff a lot on their own stuff, is what. My yeah. experience with the All Steve right. Martin and Martin Shores both. It's like I don't feel like either of them actually had a book in front of them. Okay. I feel like someone was like, "Here's what this chapter is about, Martin," and he's like, "Got it," and then just okay. did his Martin Short thing. Yeah. Um, I also am still doing my Agatha Christie thing. I just finished the Murder of Roger Ackroyd, which I had not. That that one's really good. I had no idea. I try so hard to talk about to figure out who the, like the murderer is. I, th- I think okay, we'll talk after. Okay. Um, <laughs> I will say, um, those are right in line with, and I can talk about the book, but I listened to The Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle by Stuart Turton because he will be Monday's episode. And so I'm not going to get into his book, but we talk all about it and Agatha Christie because his book is very Agatha Christie adjacent. Okay, just a setback. Yes, um, The Murder of Roger Ackerwood was the one I was thinking of. Like that, that made up when it came out originally, that mm. was like a whole thing because. I bet. Yes. It's so it's so good. <laughs> um it's so good. I love it so much. I I think that might be my favorite one so far. I, I'm pretty sure. It's really really good. Mm-hmm. Um So I've been also for different reasons struggling and being depressed this past month or so, but I feel like I'm doing the opposite of you. It's like a great way for me to not talk to anyone is to just to have headphones in 24 hours a day. Oh, well, I do that. So I've been but... pouring through all these audio books. Yeah. <laughs> um, so another one is Forest of a Thousand Lanterns by Julie Dow, uh, Julie C. Dow. It's the first of a 
I think it's a two book duology and it's a like Chinese mythological story. Um, It's really, really good. It's all this woman who has like both a dark side and a light side. And she like wrestles with trying to not let the dark part of her overtake her while she's um, slowly but surely becoming part of this, the Chinese emperor's like, closest inner circle and it's just super super good um and then i think i talked about the dark descent of elizabeth frankenstein already but that was wonderful for halloween um so yeah i this is like i just have headphones in <laughs> non-stop listening to audiobooks um, whatever works yeah but uh plus my wife alex with her long drive has finally also started listening to audiobooks and she put she does um she's a financial uh like she financial advisor and she is always looking at spreadsheets and stuff so she's always listening to audiobooks so she's pouring through them even faster than like anyone here it's crazy sure <laughs> excuse me um so those are some books that we read have been reading um and now do you want to get into our stuff sure okay do you remember what your resolution was? Fairly certain mine was to read 75 books, which is not going to happen. <laughs> um, the Last Black Unicorn was my 50th book of the year. I mean, it's possible I'll read 25 more in the next six weeks, but unlikely. Yeah. What's, what speed do you listen to audiobooks at? It depends. Um, this one I listened at 1.75, which is actually slow for me, but she talks fast, so I couldn't speed it up any faster than that. Mm. Um that's already super fast. I know it is. Uh, but yeah, I I tried, but she already she already talks fairly fast, so I couldn't get it up any faster. Um, and the rest of them are usually about two. Wow. Man. Good for Roughly. you. Roughly. That's crazy. Roughly. Oh, I keep, I'm keeping track of all of that, too. Oh, I will have some fun stats oh, at I'm the excited. end of all of this to find out, like, how many hours I had saved. Because I think I told you after I listened to the Harry Potter books. You did. Yeah, I you saved, like... Like two days worth or it something. Was it was absurd. Like <laughs> it was absolutely absurd. How um, many hours I shaved off by speeding it up? Um, th- so that was the first one. The other one was, I believe, I said I wanted one third of my authors to be authors of color. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at point two eight, so I'm just shy of that. So I think if I can kind of like focus on that. Love that you have percentages. It's the best. Oh, I did the math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I, yeah. so I have a spreadsheet. Oh, I know. <laughs> you think I, I'm not going to do the numbers? <laughs> I know. That's so good. Um, that's awesome. Mine was I wanted to listen to an audiobook every week, which not a problem, guys. I'm destroying that part. And then um, I also wanted to – I don't remember what I put my Goodreads number at, but I did hit past that. But I also wanted to – I was going to do the Read Harder Challenge, but I pivoted away from that like really quickly just because – we get lots and lots of books that we have to read for our job. Um, so honestly, if I went back and I looked at the Read Hunter Challenge, I probably am almost done with probably with all, with all the different stuff we get. But the audiobook thing was my big one, especially because I knew how much driving I would be doing this year. And it is now. I have listened to more audiobooks than uh, I've read books for yep. sure this year, right. which um, was uh, not expected. But it's by the time I get home and it's time to read, I'm so tired. and just, Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so I'm going to go through what everyone else said, and then we can just kind of add our thoughts in on, like, different ways that people um, can use these. So one of them was Emma wanted to do 40 books and then do the Penguin UK Read the Year Challenge. So Penguin UK did something similar to what Read Harder 
challenge does with Book Riot, where they um, put a bunch of challenges out. I think it's like one a month, she said. Mm-hmm. And uh, she used the UK one instead because she works with our UK publisher or our UK libraries. And so she did the UK version, but just got me thinking like, if you don't want to do the Read Harder Challenge, if you look at it next year and you're like, I'm not really interested in these, just Google like book challenges. Right. And you'll be able to find, I mean, a million of them. Um, so yeah, that was that was one that it was just like it's really simple. Just Google book challenges, you can find it. Um, Jim wanted to read at least he wanted to read fifteen nonfiction books this year, and one of the things he saw, like some stat that he mentioned, was basically like, if you look up really successful people, on average they read one nonfiction book a month. Um, you could do memoirs for those. You could, um, but I really like that. Just that's a good way. I, I said that, you know, you, you and I are happily uncool about a lot of things. Um, and one of the things that I try to stay away from lately is the news just because right. it's depressing. But I feel like I need to know stuff. Um, so, I mean, nonfiction books would be a good way to kind of stay in touch with the world a yes. little bit. Yes. Um, what types of other, like, nonfiction? Do you read nonfiction? I love other- nonfiction. So, like, what are some other, other than, because memoirs is the one that I usually go for. Yeah, um, I like social science related, which is sort of a broad category. Um, I read recently, recently a couple months ago, um, I got an advanced reader copy of Fraternity by Alexandra Robbins. Um, she, I one, I love her. I've read every single one of her books. Um, and, like, this is one of those things when Penguin Random House, um, gave their presentation about forthcoming books. Mm-hmm. I got, I mean, I got so excited about this because I knew she was writing it, but I didn't know when it was coming out. Um, so Alexandra uh, has written books about, um, she not undercover, she, it's like investigative journalist, sort of, but um, so in this case, she follows two um, young men as they are entering college and are going through the fraternity process to sort of see what their first year is like with regards to rushing and um, just being part of a fraternity. And she sort of mixes that or goes back and forth between then just sort of fraternity information in general and sort of it's structured in in that she sort of focuses on like in one chapter it's going to be the rushing process and then sort of the hazing process. And um, hmm. yeah, so she's done this. Her The book that I really like is Pledged which came out, God, I don't even remember, long, a couple years ago um, about sororities. So I was very excited to see what she did with fraternity. So it's really good. So that sort of thing um, was a very long answer to what kind of nonfiction. But I, okay. I like, <laughs> I do like sort of stuff that's kind of in the in the social science um, or kind of investigative type stuff. Mm-hmm. True crime. I do like true crime. Um, I feel like I just was reading about something that sounded really interesting and I can't of course remember what it was that's okay true crime is one that I steer away from just because again I I don't like reading about that kind of stuff I know that it happens I'm not blind to the world but I don't want to go into great detail about true crime stuff if I can avoid it um so yeah those are some good options another one um kind of along these same lines is Ricky our social media specialist wanted to she's a huge music fan so she wanted to read autobiographies by singers that she loves. And this is another one where you can kind of find a thing that you are really passionate about um, and find memoirs and stories about it. Like, for example, um, 
Jill, you wrote a running memoir. I am also a huge running nerd. So if that's kind of your thing, there's a million running books out there. Right. Um, there's North. There's Born to Run. Um, I mean, there's literally a million. I think Ultra Marathon Man is another really great one. Um, just find something that you're passionate about and you have the ability to find autobiographies, or biographies, or memoirs, like all up in there. Cooking. Just I'm just yeah. naming things in general. No, I know. Um, <laughs> I mean, are there other like categories you think that people would? It because like there's memoirs about I mean everything mm-hmm. really. There's yeah. that's a good, okay. I mean, I, yeah. yeah, I can't really narrow it down. No, you're good. No, you're good. Um, but yeah, just like whatever it is you're interested in, arts and crafts, um, yeah, aeronautics, space, whatever it is, just pick something that you're really fa- passionate about and just honestly Google that word and then like memoirs and yeah because i mean i think and i've talked about them you know i read a lot of um sort of body positivity type memoirs and there's been a lot um that's come out recently um not even just necessarily body positivity but sort of fat acceptance and you know like roxanne gay hit hunger last year and jess baker had land whale and virgie tover i'm reading um you have the right to remain fat and so that's something i'm passionate about and there's tons of them so there's yeah. i mean there's really memoirs out there about basically anything, you, basically could possibly anything want. you could possibly think of yeah and like we were talking about uh slightly earlier find the audiobooks of those because it tends yes. to be the author who reads them which is always fun because you get their actual voice um megan in addition to wanting to read like 300 books because <laughs> she's an absolute monster uh she wanted to go back and read classics by authors that she'd never really gotten into like Dickens and Chaucer and all that stuff and so that got me thinking um, if there was a book like in high school or college that you read um, like Ray Bradbury or um, John Steinbeck whoever maybe you read one story of theirs and then you moved on because it was a class thing and you really enjoyed it go back and read some of their other stuff like there's a million books that are released every single year and I mean I know we kind of get caught up in new releases a lot of times here especially you and I for our job because we have to interview the authors about those new releases but I mean there is literally millions of books out there and so if there's someone who you really enjoy their work go back and you know rediscover their stuff yeah um I had that with Neil Gaiman several years ago and I became obsessed with him and I was like wait he has how many books and (laughs) read every Stephen King novel that could be a a Jill one next year thank that could that could there's definitely no i mean there's definitely you know after um he went through a period of time where his stuff was not great because he was <laughs> i'm just gonna be for honest reasons for reasons um so yeah no there's definitely i think from a bugate was the last one i read up until um the was it the dome is that actually what it was called oh my under the dome under the dome thank yeah. you oh my gosh um, so any books between there, I did not read them. Yeah. And I know there's some that really like good ones that came out. Cause I know our co, um, coworker Jim has talked about some of the books, mm-hmm. the Stephen King ones that he likes that I hadn't read because they came out during that time. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, go back and read, like I said, whether you have a favorite author, whether they're alive or have been dead for a long, long time. Um, and then kind of along those lines. Tiffany, who works in our school side of things, she said she wanted to go back and read all the children's books that she had never read um, because this is something where, like, a lot of people who are passionate about reading might not have grown up a reader. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really fortunate. I had a school teacher for a mom, and so we were 
like in it was ingratiated a part of our lives were books but like her the when we were recording at the time she was reading charlotte's web and like there was a few other people in the room at the same time where they're like kind of making and not making fun but like having some fun with her but she's like yeah i never read it and then now i now i have thoughts on it and it's like there's probably you know there's you know, Velveteen Rabbit. There's Watership Down. There's a lot of rabbit-related. There are. But, I mean, you can combine that with the previous one and go back and read ch- children's books you haven't read since childhood. Because mm-hmm. I feel like my reading of Charlotte's Web at 37 would be a lot different than it was at 7. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. Or any of those books, you know? Yeah. I, it's There's a lot of meaning in those books that obviously you don't pick up. as It's like watching a, a Pixar movie. <laughs> like, right. Like, why yeah. is mom crying? <laughs> it's like, well, because the toys. Um, yeah, I there's so, so many children's like classic books, like The Little Prince and all these different things that if you haven't ever read them, like it's, you know, there's a reason that if you go on like the Goodreads quote page, they have like a f- million likes for each of these quotes in right. these books. Um, another one from Kenny, who's our huge comics person here he's talked about comics a few times on the the show he's also a big science fiction fan and i really like this one he wanted to dive into classic books from the science fiction genre because he's crazy passionate about it but he never really read the books that kind of got that genre started so like i that could be you know historical fiction or fantasy or science fiction whatever you're into like i'm a really big young adult and young adult fantasy person like i kind of want to go back now and see like what was like classified as like the first young adult fantasy novels and go back and read them and that kind of stuff um that could work for any genre if you're a romance reader it might be fun to go back and you know read romance novels from like the 30s and 40s and and Mm -hmm. stuff like that um trying to think what other genres that might work for i mean um horror you can go back oh far yeah with horror. yeah classic horror is really mm-hmm. good and that's pretty easy too because that's you know you can do frankenstein and dracula and um yeah those are wonderful that's a really good point horror is a good one um let's see what else speaking of genres christina wanted to make sure she was reading genres that she doesn't normally read which is always fun that's a good one yeah um so i think i'm gonna try and do that a little bit next year too um, and then Sydney wanted to make sure she was reading diverse authors and, and different voices. That one is not a problem for me. I feel like 90% of the books I read are by diverse authors. Yeah. Because it's the best way to get examples of other people's, you know, points of view and the way that they see things and stuff yep. like that. So, so those are just like some ideas that we got again from, cause everyone's always going to do the pick a number stuff, but there's other ways that you can you know focus on it because i am the same i pick a number and then i get obsessed with that number which is stupid it's just you know i also count page numbers because i think page numbers is a good way and more um you know there are easy ways to cheat the number Mm -hmm. you know i even think i saw in like book riot you know where not in a bad way i'm just they had a thing like you know get to your reading goals with these really short books which is that works right but i it you know it just there are ways to sort of versus if you're someone who reads say a lot of epic fantasy you may not be able to get to 75 because the books are so long right so i also count page numbers i don't have a goal but i might say where i am 
with my spreadsheet at the mm-hmm. end <laughs> with how many page numbers um, I've read and sort of set a goal from there. I think, and people can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think at the end of the year when you get like your Goodreads report, I think it does have page numbers. Oh, it does. Too, I just don't use cool. Goodreads. No, yeah. I know. You know oh, okay. I'm just saying like I think because that's for people that might have heard you say that and be like, oh, that's such a cool idea. Like if you're doing the Goodreads stuff, yes. I think it'll it'll tell you as well. I think I've heard that too. But no, you're absolutely right. Like I just sent you the audiobook of War and Peace. The other, well, first I sent you Peach and then I tried to send you War and Peach. Um, cause I was having a day, but I have never read War and Peace, even though I love Russian literature because the audiobook is 60 hours long. Like it's famously one of the longest books out there. Um, and I think I'm going to try, I think I'm going to listen to it, um, in 2019 and like, I shouldn't concern myself with like, well, that's only one book. Like, right. I shouldn't worry about it cause it's over thousands of pages, however long it is. So, um, yeah. So that's pretty much everything. Are there other things you think people should should know about, about powering through the end of the year or anything like that? Um, I don't think so. Do you count books that you've read previously as part of your books you've read this year? Yes, because I read them again this year. So that's the right answer. It, Are there people who don't? I think so. They're like, oh, I don't count that towards my goal because I already read it. Like, oh. I re-listen to Harry Potter every I, single yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, I read, I reread books all the time. No, I'm trying to get better, actually. Actually, that's a goal for next year is no repeats. Because mm. I tend to reread books um, often. Uh, that might be a good goal, to read all new books next year. That is a really good goal. I like that one. There you go. One more. Look at that. Cool. All right. Well, those are some of our things and some of our team's things. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much everything we got. Next week is in the United States, Thanksgiving week. We'll still have episodes for you. Don't know what Thursday will be. Nope. No, we don't. (laughs) But Monday will be Stuart Turton. I'm really excited if you guys listen to that. So, okay. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.